Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Are You Future Ready? Sponsored by the Human Capital Service Center. I'm your host again, Ron Haskell, and stopping by the studio for this conversation was Ms. Lauren Osinski. Lauren is the Supervisor of the Leadership Development Division in the Veteran Benefits Association. And Lauren and I had a really fascinating talk. Uh, she's someone I could talk to probably for a long time. But uh, in the efforts of keeping the podcast short, we kept it under 20 minutes. But Lauren is an Army veteran, uh, very service-minded and oriented, uh, has had a lot of uh, different changes through her career, and but describes her, her position here as her dream job. Um, so we talked about growth mindset and resiliency, and uh, Lauren gave a ton of great resources, whether it's podcasts or books or anything else that you might be interested in. So, hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm Ron Haskell, your host for this episode of Are You Future Ready? And sitting across the table from me for this episode is Lauren Osinski, who's the supervisor of the Leadership Development Division at the Veteran Benefits Association. Welcome, Lauren. Thanks. It's great to be here. Awesome. So uh, through the podcast, we're sort of doing a little self-reflection, talking about challenges, future planning, uh, just giving uh, VA employees a taste of uh, what their peers have gone through, kind of their, their paths. So if you could start out uh, and just kind of tell everyone, uh, you know, what your professional journey looks like, who, who you are, where you're from, and how do you end up being the uh, supervisor of the leadership uh, development division? So that's actually a newer story. I am, I've only been here for five months. Um, prior to that, I was a contractor working for the Army Resiliency Directorate, uh, mostly designing curriculum and teaching people skills to build resilience and reduce suicides within the Army. I, I got that opportunity because I, was, I did 17 years total between National Guard and active duty. Wow. Uh, yes, it was amazing. Um, I ended up being, when I was still in uniform, uh, the training branch chief for Army Resiliency Directorate, and that was just the best job I could have ever asked for. So I transitioned out of it, became a contractor, realized as a contractor I didn't have as big an ability to affect lives as I wanted, mm -hmm. and I realized I still wanted to give back and serve, so I started looking for positions within the VA. And this opportunity came up, and I, it looked like the resume, or not the resume, it looked like the job posting was written for me. Wow. So I applied, never thought I'd get it, <laughs> got it, and I'm, I'm so happy. And that's how I got here. And here you are. So service is a big deal for you, it sounds like, uh, in 17 years in the Army. Yes. How, how did that, that come about? Do you, do you, is it service was the army always something you wanted to do was it something you found later on absolutely not i wanted to be a doctor my whole life and i had some friends from high school whose um, parents were very well-known doctors in the area i lived out, grew up outside chicago they recommended they were both medics in the army they recommended i do that and try it out so i became a medic uh, was given the opportunity to go to military police school. Uh, this was both when I was enlisted, still in college, realized I did not want to be a doctor. <laughs> and so I uh, had the opportunity when I realized I didn't want to continue with pre-med to deploy. And when I deployed, I realized I did not want to be enlisted. I wanted to be an officer. Sure. And I, I thought I could have a better opportunity um, standing up for the little guys, I guess, um, as an officer. 
And so I went back to college, changed my degree to psychology because I saw what a lot of people who had deployed with me were going through, and I wanted to help in any way I could, and uh, ended up going active duty thinking I wanted to be a psychologist. <laughs> Got accepted to clinical psychology school, realized I did not want to be a psychologist. <laughs> so uh, just focused on being an officer, and then I found resilience and realized that's what I wanted to do. So it was a lot of, what do I really want to do when I grow up? And that, that was okay. I'm, I'm so happy with the journey. I feel like at 37, I'm still doing that to a point. <laughs> I, I did until I got this job. Now I feel like this is where I'm meant to be. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, and I guess, you know, a common thing that we hear over and over is that, uh, you know, the, as far as personal development and growth, it's not li always linear. Right. There's a, there's a lot of different directions uh, you can go with things. Is there anything that, um, you know, we always talk about values, and obviously the Army instills values in you, especially as an officer and, and things like that. Um, does, do, do values influence your professional development or, or growth and, and, and how you end up where you are? We talk about service. That's obviously one. Right. Uh, absolutely. I, I think the biggest value that I've discovered even more recently is my cornerstone is uh, fairness. So in the Army Resiliency Directorate, we had to take a values in action survey. It's called the VIA. It's about uh, your character strengths and kind of what makes you who you are. In mine were fairness and equality, uh, growth mindset, love of learning, all of these types of uh, growth areas. And I realized that um, in my professional life, there's a lot of unconscious bias some leaders have that they're not aware of and the better leaders have that growth mindset to say, oh, give me feedback. Like, I didn't know I came off that way. Please help me. And um, the not so better <laughs> leaders, so to speak, are, well, this is just the way I am. You can take it or leave it. And I realized like that's not fair to people to just say, this is my leadership style. I will never change. So I've, um, on my journey for growth, I've realized like you have to be aware of your biases and how you may be training people where they perceive it as unfair so that you can build and grow because you never want to stagnate. Interesting. And we hear that a lot too. Uh, we've talked about this on other episodes of the podcast um, that at first IQ takes you a long ways, mm -hmm. uh, but it seems like self-awareness and your, your emotional intelligence. It's huge. I actually just read a study about how in the IT industry, which is so technology and mm -hmm. science and those hard skills focused, that they actually place more emphasis in their hiring on EQ because they want people who can problem solve together and work as a team. And people who have that low EQ usually don't do as well in team dynamics. Not that that can't be improved, um, because <laughs> everything can, but it, it was really fascinating. You'd think those tech heavy, they'd focus on the hard skills, but no, they want they want that high EQ. Interesting. Uh, so you talk about you know changing your mind, you know, from uh, going from the medical field, psychology, which is still sort of medical field, and then <laughs> into training and things like that. Uh, do you ever reflect much on choices uh, and, you know, if, if, if you would have taken something different or is it worth reflecting or is it, uh, I sometimes wonder if, if there's a right or, or, or too binary on right or wrong. If there's right or better, or do you just go for it? I feel, so a couple things there. I have always felt that reflection is hugely important. Uh, from a growth mindset perspective because you can see how far you've come. You can see where you were, good or bad, 
I do reflect on it, and it, when I reflect sometimes, it's what if I had stayed you know, in the Army? What if some things that had happened to me hadn't happened to me? But with that reflection, I also think you need to look at where you are and where I am. Let me rephrase that. You need to look at where you are and are you happy at where you are now so mm -hmm. you can figure out where to go from there. And for me, this is gonna sound so cheesy, but this is truly <laughs> my dream job. I love, I love what I do because I get to help others every day and I get to help them become their best selves. So where I'm at, I have an amazing job and a wonderful family, just everything I could ask for. Well, not everything, because everyone always wants a little more, um, but I'm just so happy where I'm at. All of those bad things that happened to me, all of those hurdles I came across, all of those job changes, happen for a reason and I'm, I'm so happy today because of them so yeah reflection is important but take it as are you at where you want to be and is there more you could do to be where you want to be if you're not so you talk about uh, professional happiness personal happiness uh, especially in this day and age it's so tough and we're always trying to define success I think how do you define success is it personal is it professional is it both is it none of it what do you I, th I think it's both because I think to be a good leader and to be good at your profession, you have to be yourself. So to be yourself, you have to focus on your own individual growth so that you can bring your best self to work every day. And I, I remember one of the reasons I got out of the military is I had always told my soldiers when I was in command, don't stand for the retirement check. You know, I get it, money's important, but it's not the most important thing. If you don't love it, don't do it. Find your passion, find what makes you happy, pursue excellence in that area, and if it's not the Army, don't do it. And then I realized I was telling people that and I was miserable. <laughs> um, and so that's when I really um, realized I needed to focus, I, I needed an area where I could not just focus on my professional growth because I wasn't bringing my best self to the table. So I became a contractor so that I could you know, go back to school, find that person I wanted to be and continuously work towards it. So short answer long, yes, I, I absolutely <laughs> think it's both, but I think you need to find um, balance. Balance, yep. I like it. Uh, so you mentioned some of the challenges. Uh, obviously transitioning out of the military is difficult, especially after 17 years, yes. enlisted to officer to all these different things. Uh, is, there, is there a characteristic or a trait or something that that's helps you overcome those sorts of things that other people can use or is it is there a specific thing? What do, you, what do you have? Oh man, I could go on for hours about this, <laughs> literally. Uh, resilience and growth mindset. Um, I. A lot of people look at resilience and they think it's, oh, happy all the time. That is not it. Right. Optimism is not that. It, it's the ability to see the good in every situation. And resilience isn't about, resilience is, isn't always pretty, like we always used to say. It's, sometimes it's just understanding that you've had a rough day and need to just be around from people so that you can recover and bounce back the next mm -hmm. day. So I feel that if you have that resilience and you have the growth mindset of, I can learn something from this and improve and go forward. You can handle any obstacle that comes your way. And that, uh, that was developed a lot working on the suicide prevention program in the military, helping people understand you know, this hopeless and helplessness that sometimes happens can absolutely be overcome by working on your growth mindset, your optimism, and your resilience. And that is absolutely what my passion is. It seems like that translates well to, uh, to working at the VA as far as uh, you know, there's choice and there's mission and there's modernization on our over here at the, the Veterans Health Administration. So change just seems to be the rule. 
do, do you apply that resiliency and, and that mindset, I assume, here at VA as well? Absolutely. We, um, we actually just had a team meeting this morning where we talked about a lot of changes coming. A good example is uh, right when I was hired, we, were, we had formerly been ED&T, um, and then we combined under, so we were ED&T and HR, and then they combined under OTM, Office of Talent Management. Okay. So everyone had been used to doing things a certain way, and then I came in with this change, <laughs> not my change, but I came in during this change, and it, it's been nothing but change after change after right. change. And that's why I really love this opportunity in the position, because yes, it's leadership development, but I can also show that, uh, you can learn so much from change. We have this huge opportunity, and I mean, everyone above me and everyone who works for me, I mean, we're all so supportive of each other and the mission, and change is scary for most people, but if you have that growth mindset and that resilient attitude instead of saying, oh, it's, this is the way it's always been done, you know, this is awful. Yeah, you're still gonna say that, but the question is then, okay, how can we be better than before? How can we take this opportunity and help our veterans and help our you know, employees serving veterans? So it's really, I change it into, <laughs> I change change, <laughs> I change change into an opportunity to grow and see where we can be most value added to help the organization and in turn provide that customer service to veterans that as a veteran, we all know we need. Right. Um, so, to people listening here, uh, you know, we talk about change. It's going across all over VA. Uh, is there, is there like a certain uh, trait or, I guess not trait, but resource to help build resiliency or flexibility towards change? Is there somewhere that you go or you point your staff towards to help build that? Is it just something that comes over time? Uh, you know, advice for people listening? All of those things. <laughs> um, it absolutely comes over time. A lot of people have this misconception that a person is either resilient or not, but if you had seen me before I found the resiliency program, you would have thought I was the worst person ever. <laughs> I just, I was very fixed. And it took a few years, but I, um, I absolutely grew by getting a growth mindset and really working hard to develop my resilience. And it affected every single area of my life. Um, the resources I use most often are, first of all, the book Mindset by Carol Dweck is okay. incredible. It talks about um, not just as a person, how mindset is important, but very much so raising your kids with a growth mindset and also how growth mindset as leaders within an organization can help your organization reach its performance goals. So I always recommend that. And then for me, it's I listen to a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. on growth and personal development. Um, I have a lot of favorites and I read a lot of books, but just some of them are definitely Brene Brown. Uh, she always talks about vulnerability and how to really have that growth mindset and grow. You need to be open and honest and be yourself that kind of ties back to that personal or professional right. conversation. You have to have a little bit of both. So I always recommend things by Brene Brown for men and women, although more women like Brene Brown than <laughs> men because they talk about vulnerability. Um, but it's absolutely invaluable. And then one thing that's helped me a lot lately, uh, just with, um, you know, I have a job change, this job change, I'm still in grad school, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, 
all these things that everyone listening probably has to deal with too uh, is Gretchen Rubin on habits. There's a lot of resources out there on how to build habits and that kind of ties into resilience because it, it talks about knowing yourself and how to perform at your best and the highest performers you know, kind of make habits uh, part of their life so that they can focus on those big things mm -hmm. and everything else is just routine. So you talk about the resiliency program that uh, you had in the Army. Uh, is there you know, sort of a, a similar thing that, that people can find at VA, like a formal thing? Is it in the TMS? Is it in, uh, you know, on your website? Where can people find these sorts of things? So we do have a lot um, in TMS. We are looking to do even more. We are starting to incorporate resilience into all of our leadership development programs because, again, we feel that that resilience is important as leaders so that we can help our employees in stressful situations and build more effective teams. So that's in our leadership development programs. As I said, it's in TMS. We also have ad hoc trainings or just people can say, hey, I have this problem. And we have some standardized trainings, which are uh, career strategies, you know, for your personal professional growth. We have uh, some tough conversations, which is part of resilience, that effective communication. We have the importance of connection. We have psychological safety, which is all about resilience. It's just another name for it. And we, we're really doing a lot to try and bring more resilience uh, into different offerings that we can provide when, say, uh, one of the regional offices calls us and say, hey, we need a course on communications or we need a course to develop our leaders. We incorporate resilience into all of those as well. So those are offerings. I believe HLTI might have some as well. And other than that, I honestly, I listen to podcasts on it, as I said earlier, and there's so many resources on the web out there sure. that you can, you can look at. The father of resilience, so to speak, is a doctor called Martin Seligman and I would recommend his book Flourish because it provides a multitude of other references of places you can go to build resilience. Awesome. Uh, so we usually close out the podcast with sort of a fun, uh, a fun question. Um, you talked about you know family and having everything in your life, but we could all use a little lottery or, or something. <laughs> uh, if, if, you, uh, if money wasn't a thing, if time wasn't a thing, your family was all on board with some activity or project or whatever, uh, what does Lauren do for? I mean, I love my job, so I would still keep working, um, but if time wasn't an object, I would get so many degrees. I mean, <laughs> I would, I love learn. I truly love learning and I love helping others learn because it's all about learning what makes you you and how to bring your best self in every situation. So I would get so many degrees, I would just, learn and get degrees and try and figure out how to use those to help other people. Awesome. That's, uh, it sounds like you're in the right field then. You truly are. I am. I love it. I love what I do. I'm very blessed. I'm very lucky. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Are You Future Ready? If you like what you heard in this interview, please take a moment to review and subscribe to the series on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ron Haskell. Thank you for listening. Be well.